Welcome to Dig It. This is the speaker. Hope you're all having a beautiful morning. I am here with the sharp edge and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. How are you girls doing today? Hey, hey. We're hanging in there. We're all hanging in there. It's such a battle at the moment. You guys don't even understand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Technical problems to... Feeling like shit. Yeah, our, our internet went down yesterday while we were recording. So we're starting over, and uh, I'm a little brain foggy right now. Had to have a lot of blood drawn today, and I'm I'm a little out of it. So Corey's not well. Yeah, I haven't been doing so good the last few weeks. And no, it has nothing to do with the virus. <laughs> <laughs> so now it could could be Corona. <sighs> Definitely not. Definitely. Not. <laughs> They'll probably yeah. classify it as Corona anyway. Probably. No. <laughs> I didn't get tested, sillies. So I ain't entering no database. No. No, it has nothing to do with that. Mm. So, yeah, we're, we're going to try to quick keep this a little bit shorter today. We apologize for that, but we're just going to touch on a few subjects. Um, so what, what are we going to touch on, girls? We're going to talk a little bit about Corey's article. We'll talk about a little bit of censorship at the moment, which is hit pretty hard on all platforms. And, of course, we'll talk about Flynn, which is the biggest news at the moment, and I think the one that we should drive into straight away. What do you guys reckon? Sure, let's do it. Do we want to cover any uh, questions or comments from last week? Um, I have one here somewhere, and I've lost it. It it, it basically had to do with censorship and... um, what we might be able to do about it and that type of thing. So I think you were going to cover the censorship stuff anyways. Yeah. I, I just didn't have it up and Edge caught me off guard there. So. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes. I think it was something about them censoring <laughs> videos on YouTube and um, going according to world health organization guidelines and what we thought about that. So we are going to actually address that. Um, right in this podcast anyways, because we're going to talk about the California doctors that were censored, right? Yep. Cool. So do you guys want to jump into Flynn first or yeah, what? Let's, let's run straight into Flynn because that's the biggest news at the moment and the thing that everyone's talking about. Right. Yeah. So big, big news this week. Um, and this is like, I think the beginning guys where we're really going to see some, some major winning. Um, So a couple of months ago, um, after the Roger Stone debacle um, with that whole case, uh, Barr had appointed a U.S. attorney uh, named Jeffrey Jensen to look into the Flynn case. Uh, Because as we all know, for months, Flynn's team have said, you know, that they've been requesting exculpatory evidence and not getting that. So since this uh, U.S. attorney has been looking into the Flynn case, magically documents have just been falling from the sky. It's amazing. (laughs) So uh, we hear on Friday, last Friday, that um, we got word that there was some new exculpatory evidence that had not previously been submitted to the court. And this was supposed to be some really damning evidence. Uh, that was submitted, and uh, then we learned finally this past Wednesday uh, that this evidence was, in fact, some handwritten notes um, from the FBI, Bill Priestep, 
uh, documenting um, the plot of the FBI to frame Flynn. And it also included some documents that some email correspondence, including you know Lisa Page and uh, Peter Strzok. So this is the smoking gun. When you read it, you're like, whoa. Um, just a brief recap of what it, it talks about. I mean, it literally says in the notes, what is our goal, question mark? Truth slash admission or to get him to lie so we can prosecute him or get him fired. They literally wrote this. So. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, funny. It's not funny. We're just, you know, it's been a long four years for this poor man and his family, and it's it's disgusting. And then he showed the video. Was it just a couple days ago with showing the American flag, which is like after everything he's gone through, the man just has so much love for this country, and to see what you know i guess we're laughing with relief that this information is finally surfacing because we all knew it we just were waiting for those smoking guns so they could exonerate him yes and also laughing at the just sheer shock of how brazen and stupid mm-hmm. these f these rogue fbi agents were to write this uh, they just, it goes to show you, they never thought they were going to get caught. They did always think that um, Hillary was going to win or yeah. that they were going to uh, get away with their crimes. Um, so Flynn's attorneys and as well as the president and many, many others have argued that this is uh, well enough information and evidence to justify a complete exoneration for Flynn. Um, so, I think that's coming down the pipeline in the next, you know, uh, days, um, maybe maybe weeks, but I, I think it'll be less than that. And um, I did want to note a couple of other things. Um, we have some other documents that came in and this week as well, about 6,800 documents and emails from Flynn's prior defense team uh, before he had switched to Sidney Powell. Those were suddenly found this week, just magically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the former attorneys for Flynn have stalled for months on getting this information to Sidney Powell, even to the point of Judge Sullivan ordering that these attorneys from Covington and Burling that they have to go to ethics training because of this. Um, So we suddenly got 6,800 more documents from them on the Flynn case. Um, Yeah. Ethics training, did you say? Yes, ethics training. Ethics training? How about inside a jail cell we studied at? (laughs) Mm -hmm. How about disbarment? Uh, right. I think at least, at the very least. But um, And then I did want to make one other point on this uh, Flynn story. This goes up to Comey. It really just rests on Comey. And, um, you know, we know that, uh, that, that Comey is responsible, that Comey uh, was part of this. And, uh, you know, in fact, Trump tweeted on Thursday, he tweeted, dirty cop Comey got caught. Mm-hmm. So... So we know um, a day of reckoning for Comey is around the corner uh, with these new revelations on Flynn. In fact, you know, Comey, I want to play this clip real quick. You know, Comey admitted, see again, how brazen these people are. 
Right. They just thought they were going to get away with their crimes. He admitted on, on tape in an interview that he sent these FBI agents in. And now that we know the context from which they were sent, I mean, that's just treason. And mm-hmm. it's so, so brazen. It's kind of like that, that Biden clip of him admitting um, quid pro quo right. in Ukraine. Right. And it was so brazen how Comey admitted this on tape. So I want to roll that right now. You look at this White House now, and it's hard to imagine two FBI agents ending up in the sit room. How did that happen? I sent them. Um, um, something we, I probably wouldn't have done or maybe gotten away with in a more organized investigation, a more organized administration, in the George W. Bush administration, for example, or the Obama administration. <laughs> the protocol, two men that all of us have perhaps increased appreciation for uh, over the last two years. (laughs) And in both of those administrations, there was process. And so if the FBI wanted to send agents into the White House itself to interview a senior official, you would work through the White House counsel and there'd be discussions and approvals and who would be there. And I thought it's early enough, let's just send a couple guys over. (laughs) And so... Uh, we placed a call to Flynn, said, hey, we're sending a couple guys over. Uh, hope you'll talk to them. He said, sure. Nobody else was there. They interviewed him in a conference room at the White House Situation Room, and he lied to them. And that's what he's now pled guilty to. So there you have it. Um, I think that we're going to ha- see some some days of reckoning coming for um, Comey and the gang. What do you guys think? It just just shows you how much Democrats can get away with. It's disgusting. And and how long they've been, you know, getting away with this crap because these people have been in in these positions or similar positions for quite some time. And we also have, and I didn't have time to really dig into it extensively, but it's very important to note here, the Steele case in the British court also kind of coinciding with this, with these court documents released where he is clearly pointing to the Clinton campaign and the DNC and this just goes all the way up that they knew they knew. So Spygate and Flynn and it's, you know, it's, it was a whole plan of attack all. And that's all coming to light now. So, and then think back, wasn't it roughly maybe a week ago that John Solomon was on uh, with Hannity saying that he anticipates in the next week or two, we're going to see a handful of indictments. Remember that? Yeah, I think so. And, um, you know, the, I think the way we can s- expect this to play out is we're going to watch the, the whole Flynn thing unravel. Mm-hmm. And that's going to lead us into this whole Durham investigation, which is wrapping up. So it's going to be a hot summer. And, and Trump and needs I'm- to bring Flynn on his team and burn it all down. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> And it's going to be glorious because once it's burnt down the old corrupt way, uh, then we can res- finally, hopefully, finally restore <laughs> justice and integrity. Hopefully, finally. <laughs> yeah. We I think can we still need, to, still need to clean house a bit, but yeah, heading yeah, in the right direction for sure. I've, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of tweets that saying Trump should uh, replace Director Ray with, uh, with General Flynn. I'm in agreement. Uh, I've seen a lot of that, too. In, I want him in national security. Uh, I, I'd rather have him at 
really high level with uh, Trump's ear all the time. <laughs> we, yeah. we need to go to Ray. I don't like him. <laughs> I, I, I think a lot of people are in like agreement him. on that. I, mm. I've seen some shady, shady stuff with Ray. Oh, yeah. He's covered um, some. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've also seen people calling for, and this is just a side note, totally different topic, which we can get onto later if we want, but uh, people thinking that maybe Ben Carson would be a good position to a person to replace um, Tedros in the World Health Organization. Have you guys seen that? I have not seen that, but I... I, mm, I don't I'm know. like I don't even want the World Health Organization to exist no, anymore. Yeah. Any affiliation at all? I mean, he's slowly pulled out of some of the UN factions. So let's just seal the deal and put an end to it all. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's uh, it, it's it's like I said, going into a little bit of censorship now. But it's so interesting how quiet the media is on this General Flynn thing, on this Tara Reid thing. Yeah. Yeah, so they're just they're covering oh, the for Biden. Everywhere. Oh my gosh, on Biden! Did you guys see that? Uh, it was a promotional video that he and his wife did together, where he just literally stood there like a puppet, and mm-hmm. she did all of the talking. It was, uh, it was just a like they. It was almost like they made their own meme. It was like. Such a mockery! I could, I can't believe they put that out there because it immediately <laughs> was just the source of so many great jokes and memes. Because it now appears like Joe Biden can't even speak for himself in his own ads. Right. Mm-hmm. That is What's more amusing? What's more amusing are the fake polls they keep running, saying Biden's leading. Oh yeah, that's such a joke. Unbelievable. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, everyone still needs to get out and vote because we know how these people are going to try and pull some fraud as much as they can. But that said, these polls are a freaking joke. Definitely. I mean, when you look at the way that the um, primaries have gone and how successful Trump has been in the primaries when he didn't even have a real competitor. Um, and there was no real incentive for Republicans to turn out to vote in the primaries. Um, he still had just blew away records. And so that tells you the enthusiasm level does not match these fake polls. And when we were allowed to have, um, social gatherings, which they conveniently shut down, you know, Trump's, um, Trump's uh, rallies were just massive, and uh, so you can just you there you can't reconcile those two. These fake no, polls. They, they do everything they can to conceal, censor, and hide the actual numbers because it's all about perception. But people, I think, are smarter than that now. It's like I've been doing some tweets recently because. I've been watching the retweet numbers just keep dropping, dropping, dropping. They'll go up, they'll go down, up, down. And I mean, it's been doing this for a long time, but man, this past month, they've been hitting it hard on Twitter, for example. So whereas Trump may show he's got 50,000 retweets, he probably has a million retweets. And, and I really don't feel I'm exaggerating there. It's, it's crazy when you sit and watch it in real time, how they tick these numbers back down. And one of the things they've been doing to me recently is, it'll show that I have two comments 
when I have 20 to 30 comments under there. So unless you click on it and look, and again, it's all about perception, which, you know, that's always been a a marketing ploy, which is why they do reviews on, on products and whatnot. So if people see something and they go, ah, that's only got 50 likes and two retweets and no comments, when in actuality, the numbers are probably 10 times that. Yep. So I think people are getting wise to that. Yes. And what they're using, what Jack and what, um, you know, from Twitter and what Facebook, uh, Zuckerberg have come out and said, and what uh, Wachiki, I can't. I can't ever pronounce her name. Is it w- Wachiski? Don't ask me. I'm the worst. I just, I just say Wachiki. Okay. Uh, from YouTube. I'm, prob- they- I'm probably wrong, but it's- what they have all come out and said since COVID is that they are using this ruse as misinformation. Anything they label as misinformation, they're now allowed to censor. Mm-hmm. So it's just so convenient for them to be able to shut us down um, and, and silence us under this guise of misinformation. And who's determining what is misinformation is the, is the question. So, and I, I mean, know that me, speaker, you were going to talk about this. Yeah. To me, to me, it just, it definitely seems coordinated between all these big tech companies because it's happening all across the platform. I mean, education for liberals got taken off the other day. I mean, that, that that's a guy that's got what, five, 600,000 followers on Twitter. He did. Um, yeah. So a, a lot of this has been happening. And like Corey was saying before with retweets and RTs, if you notice, you'll notice all ours are down and you notice all theirs are up, right? So the, right. They've, they've got invited. That was, you, you'll see Obama getting a million RTs and shit like that, right? There's, there's no doubt he's, a, he's, a, he's popular among a lot of people, mostly between other people around the world that doesn't understand exactly what he is or what he's done. Right. Um, but those numbers are ridiculous. I mean, you you see Hillary getting like 1.5 million. I have right? to interject something funny. The New York Times keeps running promotional ads on Twitter, making it sound like they're they're the, the experts in journalism. And every single time, it's ratioed. It's cracking me up. So there'll be like 100 likes and like 300 negative comments underneath it. So So at least... In that sense, there are some cases where we're seeing stuff get ratioed, which is which is fantastic. I just had to interject that. Right. If we weren't censored, I can only imagine what the real numbers would be like. Right. I mean, it's just right. insane to me because our message is so much stronger and it resonates with the people and what they're feeling right now. They um, instinctually now don't trust the the narrative that came out of China originally and then was echoed by the World Health Organization and by even people in our own, you know, COVID response team. Um, and so they're questioning these things. And it's not because it's it's it doesn't um, it's not in line with what uh, real doctors are seeing on the ground in their hospitals. It's not what in line with what people are seeing in their communities and they are recognizing this for a power grab which it is and a money grab and um, anybody who wants to discuss that is being shut down Uh, like these doctors out of California who were well informed and experienced and could speak from both 
firsthand experience as well as kind of like polling uh, doctors in their area of what is well, going on. They, they, they polled their own patients the, for 5,200 5, of their own patients in their own facility. So they've, they've run their own indoor test sample and they've come out. And, of course, they were shut down straight away. I mean, I, th I think the video was like an hour long, so it is quite long to watch. But they, they're extremely intelligent guys, qualified, knew what they were talking about, um, and they got shut down because their opinions was against the World Health Organization. They were suggesting uh, that uh, only the sick and the elderly should be quarantined, which I'm totally in agreement with, and that the numbers don't add up. And... Of course, they were taken down straight away. They're taken down as much as we can, but well, they got millions of views, millions, didn't they? And before oh, they sure. were shut down, and um, and I think that's why it's because like they were even featured on Tucker Carlson, or I believe, right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And 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 so they they really. Oh, Laura Ingram, weren't they on Ingram? Ingram's had some people on too. Same yeah. scenario where where she's had people on who question question the the narrative and then they get shut down they mm -hmm. get shut down either on their social media whether it's like a youtube video or on twitter whatever whatever it is uh because these big tech oligarchs um don't want you to speak out against uh the mainstream the the world health organization narrative and uh, what is that? Well, it's basically just, you know, shilling for the, the Chinese Communist Party, isn't it? Well, that's one, that's one thing, yeah. And it's also just uh, it's a broader agenda of, of really, uh, you know, using this, you know, no, no crisis goes to waste, using it to, as a power grab, you know. Um, not much of it's based in science. You know, if it was, they would be listening to these, these doctors out of California who presented real clear science as to, you know, how serious COVID is um, versus how serious a stay-at-home order is and the consequences of that financially with regards to, you know, abuse cases with children and with women and so many other things, drinking and, and drug abuse as Cancer a result. Patients not getting their medicine. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Yes. All kinds of adverse effects with these stay at home orders. And, and in some places that are completely draconian, like, you know, de Blasio, who <laughs> oh. seen some some funny memes coming out about him. It's not funny, but I mean, just yeah, like you want to call you want to call Trump a Nazi. This guy's right? targeting the Jewish community quite hard. He's quite literally targeting Jews the and the community. I mean, he, like he tweeted about it, and there's no apology there whatsoever. But um, you know, he wants to help the 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 Muslims celebrate Ramadan by by feeding them all, while at the same time and on the same day tweeting about how. Um, the Jews are, you know, they've received their last warning and that the NYPD is, is now, you know, looking for them and targeting them if they, if they gather in groups. And quite possibly arresting them. He yes. Said. Like rounding them up. I mean, what does that, I mean, what does that remind you of? Right. I, I, that, that's why it, it just, it makes me laugh, man. When they can, when they can look at Trump and call him Hitler in any way, shape or form, and it's, it's like, geez, are you not looking at your own people here? You're not looking at the wording that they're using. You know, <laughs> it's, 
Right. And there's been a lot of power grabs going on in, in several states. And I mean, we've talked about the whole thing with the seeds and closing certain what we consider, you know, healthcare stores and various stuff like that. But in addition to that, they are sicking law enforcement on people. It has gotten off the hook. I just watched a video the other day out of Wisconsin of police going to a mom's door, knocking on her door and wanting to get her full name written down because, which she was smart to record all of this, because her kids were playing at a neighbor's house. And of course, it was probably some ridiculous tattletaling neighbor because they have brainwashed everyone to tell on each other that contacted them in the first place. But, you know, this brings up an interesting point because on May 1st at 12 Eastern, E.G. Barr is doing this Q&A, which is interesting. So they have this hashtag right now called Ask A.G. Barr if you want to ask him a question. And it, I kind of got the impression it had m- mostly to do with the COVID situation we're in right now. Um, I'm hoping we're going to hear some good info out of him because he recently came out with um, talking about violations of civil rights and local government, you know, power and state power grabs. Um, did you want to talk about that, Edge? I think I think because there was some stuff yeah. that's gone down in Virginia and Illinois. Sure. Yeah. So on April 27th, um, AG Barr published a memo uh, instructing U.S. attorneys to look into state and local governments who are violating civil liberties um, with these stay-at-home orders. And he stated in this this memo that he published, um, you know, that he's directing the that he did, you know, he was directing these U.S. attorney attorneys to look into, you know, price gouging fraud relating to COVID, but now he's instructing them to be on the lookout for state and local directives that could be violating the constitutional rights and civil liberties of individual citizens. Barr stated in a recent interview that he was, um, that we have to give businesses more freedom to operate in a way that's reasonable and safe, and that um, if governors are infringing on these civil rights or on national commerce, that you know we'll have to address that. And so it looks like that's what he's going after. Some states have um, already begun to partially open up. Um, I know that Florida, um, the the governor there, just did a a press conference on them partially opening up, but other states as well, you know, Alaska, Colorado, Georgia, Minnesota, Mississippi, Montana, Oklahoma, Tennessee. Um, But other states like, for example, Michigan, you know, we have these, uh, these governors that are just really using this opportunity as a power grab and they're violating civil rights. You know, we had um, this governor, Gretchen Whitmer, she's been under fire for banning travel between residences. Uh, hmm. If anything from that to, you know, banning gardening seeds, you know, there've been a lot of protests there in Michigan. That was crazy. I don't believe I saw that, but I thought it's insane. It's insane. Uh, You can see it's all agenda driven because of the things that they don't restrict versus the things that they do restrict. Uh, But we had in Illinois, you know, the judge or a judge um, overturned Governor Pritzker's stay at home order 
for exceeding his authority. Uh, but Pritzker is appealing that ruling and saying that it's irresponsible and putting lives in danger. Uh, then we have, you know, in uh, Virginia, the judge, a judge ruled that the Democrat Virginia governor, Ralph Northam, he exceeded his authority and violated the state's constitutional rights by uh, by banning the the use of uh, uh, firearms and in, indoor um, gun range um, that uh, that was that was deemed as unconstitutional. So that's what, this is what we have to do. We have to fight on a state level and a local level uh, with these with these governments in our in our areas and our direct vicinity uh, because this is where the battleground is. You know, we have, and then we just talked about this with de Blasio um, just, you know, being the same, same way I, I heard and I can't uh, verify for my, I didn't have time to verify this, but I, I heard that with de Blasio's order there, he had restricted ambulances from, from collecting people from their homes. Um, if they yeah. were, if they like say they were deceased, if they like say had a heart attack or something in their home and those people were, were staying in their homes. Is that, did you hear that? I did hear that. I didn't look into it to see if there was truth to it, but I have seen several people tweet that out. So I don't know. I don't know about that either. Cause I didn't independently confirm that, but I do know that de Blasio has been really heavy handed with his, um, orders, stay-at-home orders, and hypocritical. I mean, a lot of these these guys, they've been caught themselves violating their own orders. So <laughs> it's it, insane. It, it shows you shows you how important judges are to your state and to your community, and how important it is that Trump starts filling them more and more, and we start getting these radical democratic judges out of the system. Right. Now, do you guys know? Um, I didn't. I didn't catch where this is going to air or stream for with Barr on Friday at 12 Eastern. Cause I'd be curious to see what questions he does answer, what he's going to say about all of this. Did you catch that where that might air? Oh, it'll probably be on the DOJ's website. That's what they've done before. Like they, when, when we talked about project Python mm -hmm. um, and also when they did the Maduro um, press release and, um, you know, press conference. Um, same thing. It was on their website and they stream it from their Twitter usually. Okay. Um, so I don't know if it would be on YouTube or not. Um, but you could definitely get, find it on Twitter and on the DOJ's website, I'm sure. Okay. Then another good thing, because as far as I'm concerned, with exception of the censoring, we've got some really good, powerful moves you know, things moving in the right direction this past week. There's, there's been a lot of booms. So this other thing that was going on is we were seeing videos come out with farmers um, showing, you know, talking about, well, there was one guy in Texas who was saying that they got an order that inspectors were going to come out and they may end up having to euthanize their cattle. And there was another guy um, that I saw where he just had like mounds and mounds of onions that they couldn't, do anything with at that point and so there was and of course with tyson well, that, and the major well that, was, well that well that was from tiktok so tiktok censoring as well while we're on it mm, yeah so so what it is is some of the supply of food supply chain because there's commercial and there you know there's a lot of different levels to it you've got you've got the high grade meats going to um various restaurants then you've got the you know the the school systems with how they 
containerize everything for the, for the school systems directly. You've got obviously grocery stores. Um, so there's a lot of different, uh, you know, and then dog food. I mean, meat goes in dog food too. So, so there's all these different forms of processing and, and a couple of the major plants were saying they were shutting down and that this was going to, you know, we, we were hearing all these scary things of there's going to be no protein and we're going to have no meat and on and on and on. And yet most people were saying they were still seeing meat on their shelves thus far because a lot of them store millions of pounds of beef in freezers. That said, this, this definitely has screwed with the overall supply chain. And so on Tuesday, the 28th, Trump stepped in and signed an executive order um, u- utilizing the Defense Protection Act that these processing plants stay open because it's critical infrastructure. So then the USDA put out a statement as well saying that they're basically going to um, get on top of this immediately and um, they're going to work with, you know, the partners across the federal government to ensure employee safety, to maintain this essential industry. So, so that should be rolling back in action and people should not fear because, you know, they, they pump out so much fear. They want us to hide our faces with masks. You know, I mean, you have to look at this from a very metaphorical, symbolic stance too, and, and mind control, psychological warfare of these games these people are playing. They want us to hide our faces. They want us to fear that we're not going to be able to, sorry, wipe our asses because toilet paper is so low. They want us to fear starvation, that there's not going to be enough food, you know, and it's just, these are like terrorist tactics. They are. And what people need to understand is that if, if you haven't realized it yet, you should, should be realizing it by now um, that we are at war and it is a um, asymmetric war. It is information war. It's not bombs dropping. It is a war of the minds and, and it is fought like, you know, what we're doing right now with sharing information. And we each have a part to play. And if we don't, then we're part of the problem of allowing the the narrative to be controlled. And, you know, whether it's pushing, you know, fear or false information, fake data and fake science, or, you know, it's all to push agendas and drive us like a herd, you know, off the cliff. And um, people are waking up to it and they see the agendas and it's, it's reaching a boiling point at this point. I mean, oh, because yeah. I do really feel like this is the end game that they do want a one world government. Uh, they all want us all kind of operating under, you know, initially under the UN and the world health organization and all of these, you know, world governances and um, that they're trying to use this whole pandemic plan-demic um to to get us to that end game and you can see it playing out before your eyes and and the war is won by sharing the real information the real information about the 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 illness itself and the real information about the people behind the agenda and what the agenda really is and uh, you know, then also fighting on, like I said earlier, our local and state levels 
against these, you know, governments, you know, these governors and uh, that are, you know, acting like tyrannical um, in nature and totally violating our constitutional rights. Because the um, fact of the matter is they are hearing us. If you look at the actions, when these actions take place that are so horrific and against humanity and everyone rises up and screams from the rooftops, we suddenly see someone step in and alter it, put in an executive order, you know, go to the courts, um, change things, demand things. So, so it does make an impact is my point. Everyone's voice makes an impact in this. Definitely it does. And um, they know that they can't um, do anything. They can't do anything without the general consent. And that's why they try to manipulate our consent uh, by feeding us lies, false information, fake science, faking polls, faking um, elections, um, all of this is designed um, to keep them in power. But the more we wake up to it and speak out about it, the more the, the less their power is. Um, so, absolutely, yep. information warfare. Yes, ma'am. Well, let me. War of the minds is the best way to put it. Uh, <laughs> it is. It is. It is a battle for our freedom too. So, so I just want to touch on um, my report because I, I just don't. I don't have the energy in me to go through all this, and I'm sure no one wants to sit here for an hour. So, <laughs> it's investigations in the battle for a vaccine. Where is this headed? So, I've been kind of documenting a timeline along the way paying attention to what I call Team Trump and Team Gates and showing the sort of back and forth battle on this. We know Trump's been pushing very hard for therapeutics more that are more efficient, um, more effective, that are quicker acting, um, natural, you know, UV lights and heat and humidity. And he's trying to get all the information out there and taking all these different approaches and has a lot of people working on this. Meanwhile, you you just keep hearing the hammering of vaccines, vaccines, vaccines from Bill Gates, the WHO, uh, EU factions, politicians, Fauci, all of them, Burks. That's their goal. That's their end game. Now, Trump has talked about vaccines. In fact, just recently, he said that they're, you know, they're working very hard on this and they think they, they may have something soon. And so we'll see what comes of that. Um, I just keep feeling like these other things are playing a, a bigger role, taking a bigger focus. And I don't know. I don't know. There's, could he eventually roll out and get an FDA approval on a vaccine? I don't know. It would have to be proven to be very safe and very effective. And there's been a lot of shakeup within these these arms of the government, such as BARDA and um, USAID and the FDA, and I have that in my report as well. Uh, you know, some resignations, some reassignments, some details that aren't talked about in the news that I find very interesting. So I encourage people to come in and look at that. Uh, there's, there's two big dates here, press conferences that were significant. And on one of them, I want to go over because I think people missed a lot of it. And it literally, in four minutes, Trump told us everything we needed to know about the direction he's going in 
um, as far as the healthcare industry overall. So on April 3rd uh, is when it came out that they were going to put a 60-day freeze on funding to the WHO, and they were investigating that. And I won't get into that because we've talked about that um, in previous podcasts. But on April 18th, now I know people all heard that they were looking into um, NIH and the funding with the 3.7, was it million? Yeah. 3.7 million. Okay. With the Wuhan lab. And, and so everyone clung to that, but there were a lot of other details in here. And what, what, you know, a lot of people are now aware of this. They get Trump's strategy, but a lot of people aren't. And some people think he's maybe not as intelligent as he is because of the words he chooses to use, how he talks, how maybe he comes across as rambling or repetitive here and there. But man, I'm telling you what, <laughs> there's a reason he talks like this. So I'm, I'm hemming and hawing over whether I should just go through this whole section from the 18th or just find a few key points here because this is so significant. Everyone has to go in. If you don't want to read the whole report, just scroll down. There's a big red bar that says 41820. That's, that's the one you want to read. Uh, I pulled clips from the actual transcript so we have his exact words. And what he did is he literally pointed to uh, Deborah Burks and Anthony Fauci and basically told the world that he is milking them for information. And then he talked about PEPFAR, which a lot of people don't know about. And it, he made it sound like, well, okay, I have to just read this part. So he says, thank you very much, Deborah. Fantastic job. Take this. Thank you very much. The fact is that we've been learning a lot from Deborah and Tony and so many of the professionals, the director, PEPFAR. We're spending the United, the United States for that help, to the best of my knowledge, mostly in Africa, $6 billion a year, and that's on AIDS. What we've done for AIDS in Africa is unbelievable. We spend $6 billion a year <laughs> That's been going on for a long time. Nobody knows that. You've never heard that. I've never heard that. Six billion a year. Millions of people are living right now and living very comfortably because of the fact that we have found the answer to that horrible, horrible plague. That was a plague. But we spend six billion a year. And from what I hear, it's very well spent, done by professionals, including this great professional right here. That was the thing that you worked hardest on. And he looked over at Burke's. And something that was very close to her heart. So you can see just in there, he he points out wow four times. <laughs> right when you when you read it like that, yep. you're like wow. Yep. He knows. <laughs> I, I'm telling you what. So he he repeats the fact that we're spending it in Africa and that we've spending six billion a year four times. He points out, he wants everyone to know he's milking them for information right now. And from what he's told, this money is spent wisely, but everyone needs to know that this is Deborah's baby. So he makes a point of all that. And it's the Fauci's baby too, isn't it? I mean, like, yes, yes. So he was instrumental in initially preparing the documentation for George W. Bush. He flew over to Africa, checked everything out and said, oh yeah, we can make it happen. And he brags about this. So. So, yeah, and she eventually became, um, you know, the director of the Global AIDS Handling for PEPFAR. So, and she's also on the board of the Global Fund. And um, 
So he then, so, so he reiterates this four times and he is highlighting PEPFAR. Now I went back through, <laughs> you guys know this one night when I was not feeling well and in bed and I couldn't do solid research. I just spent three hours going through all of Trump's tweets because I wanted to, I was looking for specific things and I found what I wanted. So back in 2013, before he was president, he tweeted out a series of tweets in regards to Obama spending $7 billion in funding to bring electrical power to Africa, which was a total epic fail, of course. So this is his thinking on Africa and on spending billions over there. Every penny of the $7 billion going to Africa, as per Obama, will be stolen. Corruption is rampant. His other tweet, we should be concerned about the American worker and invest here, not grant amnesty to illegals or waste $7 billion in Africa. Next tweet, I really like Nelson Mandela, but South Africa is a crime-ridden mess that is just waiting to explode. Not a good situation for people. So my point is, <laughs> and I'm not saying anything negative about Africa. It's just that he knows that the top tiers over there is very corrupt. So and that the money being funneled over there is not going, most likely not going to where it's supposed to be and, going. And they're to. already investigating some funds that went from PEPFAR over to the Ukraine. So, so he knows. Now, back in 2017, um, he had reduced the funding to PEPFAR by $1.2 billion. So it was actually originally over the $6 billion. So he took it down by $1.2 billion for fiscal year 2018. So he absolutely knew about it back in 2017. So, so then it, it just it gets better. I have to keep going because this is just this whole transcript. When you guys hear these words, it just blows your mind. So, so basically, yes, he, kn he knows. He knows PEPFAR is a slush fund. Okay, so now let me read this next part. So... This is, this is Trump speaking. So it's something that I think people should start hearing. He's referring to PEPFAR. Then he moves right back into the World Health Organization and says, the World Health Organization, we're just finding more and more problems and we spend this money really well. There are other ways we can spend the 500 million. That's 500 million. This is 6 billion, but we can find other ways to spend it where people are going to be helped in a much greater way. We're doing some research on certain people that take a lot of credit for what they do. And NIH is giving away a lot of money, a lot of money. We give away for years, for many years, they give away a lot of money. And some people complain and some people don't. Some people are extremely happy. So we're looking into that also. They're giving away approximately, as I understand it recently, more than $32 billion a year. 32 billion. And so we've been looking at that for a while and we're going to be having some statements to be made about that. 32 billion a year. It's a lot of money and we want to make sure it's being spent wisely. Ooh. I mean, boom. I love it. Right? Yes. So, and see when he talks the way he does though, first off, the reporters aren't even going to ask him any questions about this. They're just like, move nope. along, move along. So, sir, do you think you closed down too quickly, not quickly enough? And they just skip right past this because, my God, they don't want people to know about this. And he talks so, so casually, so calm, cool, and collected, like, you know, and we're doing this, and it's a lot of money. But, but the key things here is he is literally rolling PEPFAR in 
with NIH and the World Health Organization saying they're looking into all the money, that they yeah. are fully aware there are slush funds going on. And not only that, there are some people that are extremely happy. So we're looking into that also. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And the people, um, certain people that take credit for what they do. So they're doing research. In other words, they're investigating those people. And then, okay, I'm almost done. Let me just read the last segment because it's just so good. So then he says, and we've been doing that, by the way. And we'll have, have some statements out on that. And those are much bigger numbers than what we were talking about with national, if you look, with our friends from wherever they come from. 500 million is a lot of money, but it's not a lot compared to the kind of money that we give out. I think over the years, it's been averaging about 32 billion, 32 billion. So we've had our eye on that for a while. We also talked about the lab in China, where I guess 3.7 million was given some time ago. And we're looking at that very closely. Chief of staff has that pretty much under control, but it's money that too bad it got spent there. But that was spent what year was that, Mark? It was four or five years ago. Mark chimes in and says, six years ago. Trump says, six years ago, approximately. So we're looking at that. And that's the lab that people are talking about. All right. So we're looking at a lot of things. This tremendous waste in our government. We found it in many different ways and in many different forms. And this is one of them. I mean, that was the most bombshell four minutes of all conference, press conferences combined, in my opinion. This, no, is our, kidding. this is our entire healthcare industry. Yes, he just basically about. said that we're investigating not just the World Health Organization, but NIH. Um, the, you probably USAID, no? I mean, well, he didn't mention it, but I highly suspect that they've been looking into USAID, CDC, BARDA as well. I mean, we just had a shakeup with BARDA. And I have that in here too. So, wow. so yeah, I mean, I, I have so much bombshell information in this report. People have to come in and read it. So are we going to end up with a vaccine in the end? I don't know. I can tell you Trump is fighting tooth and nail to, even though he says we're working on a vaccine and there has certainly been funding that's come out of BARDA over to them. Of course, Gates is funding them as well. Um, he's trying very hard to focus on these other therapeutics. And so it's just this, this back and forth battle and, and we'll see where it lands. But in the meantime, he is most definitely, you take a look at wanting to pull pharmaceuticals out of China to be doing all the manufacturing over here. And then you look at him focusing on these big healthcare conglomerates that have forever controlled the priorities and policies um, and approvals of healthcare over here. And it's all being investigated and they're looking at all the funds and they're looking at those taking credit and those that are really happy about it. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Oh, winning. Winning. I'm telling you, there is a lot more happening than meets the eye. There's so much distraction going on that if, if you don't hone in on these, these little wins that are all stacking up, you might miss them. Yeah, yeah well, most, imagine- most, most people do miss them. They, they don't have Hawkeyes like you do, Corey. No, and well, the truth is, is that, you know, could you imagine if we actually had a press that asked questions? Real right? questions? <laughs> <Are you laughs> I, I <laughs> wish I could get into a press conference. Just let me, or just like, let me interview Trump. Just, just, I just, you know, I could probably get what I need out of this in five questions. 
Real, real journalist, Sedge. What sort of fantasy are you living in? I don't know. I'm living <laughs> in a on. dream world. Get out of this dream world, love. <laughs> I mean, we probably out of every press conference, we'll maybe get, we'll get like one good question from OANN, and then we'll get maybe one good other question in there. And the rest of them are just complete narrative control BS. Right. This is why they need to do more of these like virtual town halls, like what Barr is doing on, um, you know, an ask me anything sort of thing. Right. Um, platform where you just totally bypass the media and you let people like real people just call in or write in or whatever. Um, r- real questions. Uh, that would be amazing if they did more of those. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So wowzers. And, and the only other thing that, I think we had on our little list here. I don't know if we want to cover or not, but what the hell's going on with the UFO stuff all of a sudden coming out that we've been talking about them <laughs> potentially dropping for a few years? That, 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 was, that was pretty funny. But that, that's, that's just another distraction as well. I mean, we've, we've all seen videos like that. I mean, there's no surprise to us. I mean, I guess we can have a whole podcast talk about aliens if you want to. <laughs> I mean, it's, not, it's not really our field, but you know, I don't mind a good alien discussion. But look, at the end of the day, UFOs are unidentified flying objects. They don't doesn't necessarily mean aliens. True that. But, mm-hmm, a lot of people kind of conflate them. Yeah, yeah, just like UFOs are aliens, and aliens are UFOs. Not mm-hmm. usually the case. But it was interesting that they brought that out of that day. It um, is interesting that the Pentagon, of- the Pentagon, you know, it, that it's coming from the Pentagon. So, I mean, definitely is a very interesting, the timing. Mm. Mm. It, it's like we haven't seen them be so open about it as an institution ever. I mean, we've, we've seen people come out and go on their own way and kind of, kind of spoke out against the army and the military and told these things, but we've never actually had it from the official source. So. Right. So it's just... Yeah, so you think it's a distraction? I think it's a distraction. I think it just they pretty much just put out something that we already kind of know and things that we've already seen. Right. But, but it didn't really work anyway. Most people didn't really pay attention. Right. No, I mean, it wasn't, you know, that bombshell. It's like, oh. It wasn't. They need, to start, they need to start flying their own craft over if they want to create something really big and memorable. Right. Uh, if you, yeah, if, <laughs> if if you want to impress me, you introduce me to ET, man, because <laughs> you know, some flying dots are not going to do it for me. I'm, I'm, I need to be a little bit more stimulated than that. <laughs> I've, oh. I've, been, I've been down these holes for too long. Some pictures of flying dots are not going to do it for me. No way. Yeah, I'd just like to see what we have, you know, in our own, you know, secrets technology um you know not i don't care about whole all the alien conspiracy stuff but just like our own government what what kind of stuff they have that mm. stuff fascinates me and it's probably and what stuff impressive from, and what stuff they took from aliens mm. Mm. <laughs> there we go down the uh, rabbit hole <laughs> i'm sorry i just have to do it. i have to poke the bear sometimes because yeah yep we're gonna get some comments all kinds you know of comments me. <laughs> also gonna get comments aliens are demons demons are aliens hey i'm in that i'm in that camp <laughs> i know i know i know what camp you're in. that's why i'm saying we could have a whole talk about this we could we could you think aliens are demons 
edge stuff. Uh, that's a theory of mine. Yeah, it's a theory of mine, and I can and I can go deep with that, like site <laughs> biblical, biblical stuff, um, to to talk about that. But that's a discussion for another day. We have we, we might we have, have to like do that. Whole, yeah, we had like a whole discussion about this, Corey, and went yep. on for like a few hours, and then um and then at the end I was like, nah, I think you flew shit. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't agree with her on some things I do but some things I don't there you go that's okay I can agree to disagree so and I can I, respect someone else's perspective so. right. I can, and I can respect yours there we go so but we can agree that this the Pentagon releasing this stuff this week was total distraction it just shows that they're losing control of the narrative and they're trying to start a new one uh, do you think they're maybe trying to prep us for another potential false flag involving, you know, so-called aliens? aliens. <laughs> like the big alien false flag? That what was it, Project Blue Beam? What's the question? Yeah, look, I, mean, I don't possible. put anything past these people. They pulled the pandemic card, for God's sakes. Exactly. So, what's bigger than a pandemic? Aliens. Mm. There you go. Well. I, I guess like we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah, yep. well, but I, I just don't think it had the effect that it would. It, 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 I think they thought it would have, but then again, also, on the other hand, it kind of lets us know that it, it was kind. Of, it's a soft disclosure in a way as well. It was like we've got a lot more of these things. We're just giving you like the vanilla, right? Mm. Because that's what it is. It's just a vanilla video of UFOs. So we've, we've all seen them. Right. Mm. Okay. So, I think on that cool. note. <laughs> yeah, let's wrap this up. Interesting week. We've got some more, uh, I think, interesting weeks coming ahead. So, oh, yeah. and more winning. All right, guys. You ready to wrap? Yep. Right. All right. So, thanks for joining us here on Dig It. With the speaker, myself, The Sharp Edge, and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs, please be sure to share this podcast. We're now on Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and of course, YouTube. We'll see you back next time right here on Dig It. Peace Bye. Out. Damn, she's good today. <laughs>